The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Two things that have been on the increase during the pandemic for many, trying new things outdoors and reading. Kim Yokel is known on the Carolina Outdoors as both, along with being a storyteller alumnus from one of our storytellers nights at Jesse Brown's. She's also a part of the Sugar Mountain Resort management team. But during this appearance on the Carolina Outdoors, however, she's joined us joining us as an author, in fact, a three-time author. Her newest book is out, Hardly Easy. She joins us now on the Carolina Outdoors. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations. Of course, you have Bill Barty and Wes Lawson right here. Kim, we're going to ask you a a few questions because this is your third book. Your first book came out in 2016. It was really autobiographical, dealing with you and your fear of flying and overcoming that uh, fear. Then one year later came out another autobiographical book, The Aviatrix, and it dealt with growing up, you growing up. Tell us about this third book and how it's different than the first two. Yeah, sure. So the first two, uh, The Aviatrix, Fly Like a Girl, and Fly Baby, The Story of an American Girl, are both uh, nonfiction narratives. So they're my actual experiences in life. Um, Like you said, they're biographical. This book, Hardly Easy, is fiction, and it is um, a young adult book. And it also is about flying. It's about a young girl who has aspirations to become a Navy pilot. And she's fearless and determined and focused and uh, a very, on the outside, a very confident girl. But she has all kinds of struggles that she has to overcome in order to become um, or to, to continue to, to pursue her dream of wanting to learn how to fly. Her dad is against her wanting to fly. Um, she has to come up with uh, ways to pay for taking flying lessons. And um, so she she tries to recruit her sister and her mother and then um, also some of the kids in her school to help her. Um, pursue her dream. Well, so how much of that third book, although it's fictional, how much of it's autobiographical too? How much of that are you pulling pulling from from the Kim story? Yeah, you know, I get that question often, and sometimes I I think, well, the the string of the of the story, the string of the narrative. Uh, comes from my life, but then I think maybe it's a story that I drummed up drummed up in my head, and I draw from life's experiences to it. So, you know, every writer I think and I've heard and I've learned and I've been told that uh, when writers write fiction, they write what they know. So I think I'm no exception. I, I write what I know, but I also it is fictional. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there that you know it's, it's just a story. It, it made the storyline complete. And created some conflict and developed character and friendships and relationships and so forth. So, you know, it's a hard question. It's fiction, no doubt. So, Kim, kind of related to the book, but also your own experiences, what do you think some of the barriers are for getting young women into aviation? You know, we have, we know about Amelia Earhart. Some folks might know about the WASP program during World War II, but, you know, it's still largely kind of a boys' club. What does it take, you think? I think it takes interest from young girls, um, and I, I think, uh, and also making them aware that those opportunities exist. Sure. Um, and also, 
sharing with them some of the organizations that exist, like the 99s, the WASP clubs. Um, AOPA is also an organization that welcomes and celebrates women. So there's all kinds of organizations that are out there trying to recruit women. But I think women have to and girls have to take the initiative. And it is sort of a math and science kind of a um a root in life, and um, you know that's already a, a narrow, um, sometimes scary path to follow for boys and girls. Sure. So I think it's it's already um, uh, sort of maybe a um, uh, something that's scary for people, whether they're boys or girls, and hardly easy. My one of my objectives and one of the themes throughout the book is uh, don't don't really shy away from challenge you know go for it um look to what is out there the opportunities that are out there and really believe in yourself if you have a dream to fly or if you have any kind of a dream um pursue it because there are opportunities out there and there are also people out there willing to help you in the book you cover teen angst relationships with parents peers boyfriends girlfriends mentors romance fears that you just mentioned about um, what were your as inspirations for the characters that you put in the book? Um, the, well, let, let me start with the inspiration for the book was, uh, I, as I mentioned, I'm a member of the 99th, which is a, basically an all-women's aviation club. Men are welcome to join, and they're called 49 and a half. Just to be inclusive, you know, I know no organization <laughs> wants to be exclusive in any way, so the 99s does welcome men as well. Um, so as a part of that organization, um, we the chapter I belong to are called the Appalachian Aviatrixes, and that's out of Tri-City, Tennessee. And we hosted a Girl Scout Fun Patch Day. Uh, back in 2017, and that is a day where Girl Scouts, we invite them to come to the airport, and several stations are set up, like um, wanting to uh, learning about becoming an air traffic controller or a medevac or a pilot or a um, certified flight instructor, or, or we even had some female um, fighter pilots there as well. So as I drove home, I thought to myself, and I, and each of these, all of the girls, I gave them a copy of the Aviatrix Fly Like a Girl. And when I drove home, I thought, you know, the Aviatrix Fly Like a Girl is about a middle-aged woman, myself, trying and, and taking on the fear of flying. And I thought, some of these girls may connect with that story, but it's not really for that audience. So when I drove home, I thought, I would like to write a book that speaks directly to not just females, but also um, young boys, young girls, uh, write a book that, that talks about aviation and all the opportunities. So that's where that inspiration to write the Hardly Easy started. And then the characters, which, are, you know, back to the question you asked, where did the characters come from? I wanted to, when you write a young adult book, you want to speak to young adults. You want to speak about their issues, um, 13 to 18-year-olds, you know, that's uh, upper, that's junior high and high school. So I I took a lot of characters that I grew up with. I took characters that I saw maybe surround my daughter, who is um, 20 now, and also just movie characters or just characters I saw in life, some of the characters and their personalities of the kids who work at Sugar Mountain. So each trait within the many characters that I developed um, came from all different sources, which is the beauty of fiction. You know, you don't take one character um, 
in real life and apply it to the book. You take a character and, and apply several traits of people that you know throughout your entire life and apply them. So it becomes a real, you know, mixed up character, not one specific that belongs in your life that's close to you in your life. Our guest is Kim Yokel here on the Carolina Outdoors. You may recognize her voice and her name. She's a storyteller alum from Jesse Brown. She's also uh, part of the team at Sugar Mountain Resort. But we're talking books, literature with Wes Lawson, Bill Barty on this segment of the Carolina Outdoors. Her newest book, Hardly Easy, was just released uh, this year, 2021. Her other two, 2016, The Aviatrix, Fly Like a Girl, and the 2017 book, Fly Baby, the story of an American girl, preceded this one. Uh, Kim, this is, you mentioned, it is a young adult book, I guess targeted towards uh, preteens and teens, high school age or so. But it's a contemporary book, though. Anybody can read it and enjoy it. I agree, um, and I've had several of my friends and even some older people in aviation, women and female, who've read the book, um, people who are part of my 99s group, and they absolutely loved it, and they thought it did relate. You know, it's not just for the young adult audience. It, it really um, it, it speaks to, and it is an enjoyable read f- for any age mm-hmm. and, and any type of person, like I mentioned, male or female. But more importantly, what did your 20-year-old daughter what was her judgment of uh, the book? Or did she say, oh, Mom, this was about me. This part is, uh, I can't believe you wrote that. Did she have any, <laughs> what was her critique of Hardly Easy? She read it as, uh, I actually had to beg her during the process of writing, and it took maybe two and a half, three years to write it. And I got to the point where I was begging her to read it, to critique it, to give me her input, to um, help me. And she she really shied away from it. She She's a busy girl, so in most teenagers, she doesn't have time, she didn't have time for mom, and she certainly didn't have time to read mom's silly young adult book. But eventually she did. And um, she critiqued it for me throughout. She gave me fantastic advice. Um, she encouraged me to write more realistically. Uh, she pointed out things that just, you know, that's that's not cool. Um, but in the end, uh, you know, I was very grateful and happy. She was a, she was very tough. She was one of my best editors, to to be completely honest. Um, it's not her type of reading. She likes when she was growing up. She liked to read more. Um, I think, I I don't even know the genre, the more um, sci-fi stuff, the more futuristic stuff. Um, And then she's also more of a, uh, an academic. So story, the story wasn't, you know, this is a more of a feel good story, a family story, um, trying to, you know, overcome fears um, and go for things and overcome challenges. So this wasn't really her type, but in the end, yes, she was, so supportive and so helpful in helping the story become more appropriately young adult. Of course, a lot of this book, Hardly Easy, was set, well, I guess one book you had set, a large part of you growing up, of course, it was nonfiction, Massachusetts, and then, of course, you you got into western North Carolina and eastern Tennessee with the aviatrix, Fly Like a Girl. This book, Hardly Easy, is set mainly in the high country of North Carolina. So you're able to place, aren't you, a lot of real places in there, whether it be places that you're going shopping or going out to eat, or maybe 
the airports that your characters are flying to around east, uh, eastern Tennessee and western North Carolina. Yeah, I wanted to celebrate the western North Carolina area and also the eastern Tennessee area um, and also bring to the forefront um, what it's like to fly in the mountains and that just because you're a young adult and you're a kid wanting to learn how to fly, uh, you can still overcome these huge challenges. And, and it is difficult to fly in the mountains. It's difficult to land on airports or um, take off from airports and to simply just fly um, in the air above mountain ranges because the currents are different, weather is um, a little bit different. And I wanted to um, bring to the forefront that kids are smart. These are and Charlie and Anastasia, who are the char- main the main characters in the book. Wendell, Katie Mack. Uh, these are all kids that are growing up in the rural areas of of North Carolina in the in the Southern Appalachian Mountains, and they're very smart kids. They make good decisions. They're good kids, and um, I wanted to celebrate that that culture and those kids, and, and you know they're. And so that's why I, I really liked putting it, creating the setting in Western North Carolina. And it's beautiful. And I, I love I love North Carolina from Asheville all the way up to Ash County, and then uh, which is uh, West Jefferson area, and also uh, the um, the west side of the the Southern Appalachians into um, Elizabethton, Tennessee. And, and the lakes up there are also very beautiful. There, there's some flying over the lakes and stuff too. So it was a it was a, a fun setting to to put a book to put the um, the geography of the book. So Kim, you talk about all these wonderful kids, and I do think it's remarkable what our children are capable of. What you know is the kind of the, the earliest you would say to introduce children to to flying? When should they get in the cockpit with a with an instructor and start learning how to do this? You know, that's another thing that I wanted to bring to the forefront. A lot of kids who get into aviation are from aviation families. They're they're from, you know, their grandparent was or their granddad was a, a pilot in, in, you know, the, in a war. Um, they grew up uh, working at an FBO. And, and Charlie has no connection to flying, you know, no family history of people um, having been aviators. And so I wanted to to show that you don't have to have a history of of aviation in your family, um, that you can just dive in if that's something that sparks your your interest. Um, so I guess I'm not sure that I answered your question. No, you're, you're getting there. I guess part of it was, uh, you know, we know traditionally about what age we start teaching kids to drive cars and all that goes through, you know, the, the learner's permit process. But for flying, what's that look like? Right. Okay. Yeah. So my, I guess I'm sorry. No, you're I, fine. I lost you're good. Focus there. Um, a lot of those kids who grew up in families, aviation families, they're in the cockpit like two and three years old. Their their parents, their mom or dad is teaching them, letting them you know work different dials and um, just experience the the joy of flight. But if you're not involved, you don't have a family uh, member. I think you know a good age to to start to become interested and go to FBOs. Um, those are fixed based um, operations. And those are, you know, those small municipal airports that you can go to and start poking around. You know, 12 or 13 years old um, are great ages to go over there, to go over to airports and get involved or read books. Um, I'm working right now with a New Dimensions charter school in Morganton, North Carolina, and they've incorporated Hardly Easy into their creative writing class. And a lot of those kids aren't familiar at all with aviation and have no history of 
uh, family in aviation. So to them, it was enlightening that, well, maybe they do have a connection because they connect with a character like Charlie or a character mm-hmm. like Wendell or um, one of some of the other characters. And they, they also may connect with some of the points that are brought up in the book about um, having someone tell them that they, there's no, that they can't accomplish something. And those, so those kids are, you know, anywhere from, from 12 to 14 years old. So I think, you know, 12 years old is a great age to start, I think. And, of course, uh, uh, these days a lot of uh, high schools, not all, but many high schools have aviation programs in them, or you can go to local airports that have classes, just like in the book where they're teaching a lot of this. Kim Yokel is our guest. Kim, I've I've got a question. Um, This is your third book, but tell us this one, the cover of course, is is much different because it is an illustration. Tell us about your illustrator, who did the cover, and what control you as the author have over the cover. Well, the book is self-published, so I have con- absolute control over everything. Oh, you're the <laughs> um, boss, yes. <laughs> right, so um, I, I saw something similar looking like this in my research and in my just in my life's journey through aviation. Um, I, I saw a bunch of instruments and mathematical stuff on a chalkboard one time, and I thought that is the cover. That's got to be the cover of my book, and I want it to be black and white because then it represents old school and a chalkboard. And you'll see that. Uh, and I want I want a girl looking at it. And so, at work at Sugar Mountain, uh, we had this. Um, receptionist who during her downtime she would just doodle um, on paper and I saw it and I said can you draw my cover of my book for me this is what I want this is what it should look like here are some instruments that I want placed on the cover and on the back I would just like a chalkboards which would include you know my biography and just a summary of the book and she came up with several ideas and we she would give it to me she, um I would say okay let's move this around let's change this instrument let's um and let's put this formula in here and actually the formulas came from my daughter's homework when she was in high school I just I took one of her high school her papers from high school and I um I asked her for it she said sure you can have it it was one of her homework papers and uh I took this the formulas from her I don't know if it was algebra whatever it was one of her classes and I gave them to to the girl Jess Spoils who's the who was the illustrator and she would incorporate them into the 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 art that she did and we got to the point where it was perfect and I said this is what I'm you know, can I put it on the cover of my book? And she said, sure, absolutely. And, of course, through the the time I was paying her to do this. Um, and and then I showed it to her uh, after the book was published because I lost track of her. She was, Like I said, she was an employee at Sugar, and she moved on to other places. And once the book was published, I showed it to her, and she was just ecstatic. So she's not a professional illustrator. Um, she does it as a hobby. Perhaps she's professional now, but uh, it was just chance. You know, it was just grassroots. We were, I was dabbling in wanting to write this book, and uh, I thought, here's a girl that does great artwork. It's perfect. The, the, the fine lines that she was doing is perfect for what I'm looking for. And we, we put it together, and I went and self-published it. Well, congratulations to that. Her name's Jess Boyle. Your name Kim Yokel, Kimberly Yokel, it is on the cover of Hardly Easy, the brand new book released here in 2021. Kim, 
as always, thank you for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. And again, congratulations on the new book, Hardly Easy. Well, thank you, Wes and um, Bill, so much for having me on. When you're a self-published author, you get very little of atten- attention. And so for you guys to take a chance and let me talk on your show and, and share my book, Hardly Easy, it's uh, really special. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And it's good reading for us. And we were glad to have you on. And now we're going to take a quick break. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We'll be back with more of the Carolina Outdoors after this. <laughs> 